Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Looking back, university was just a joke. It was just fun. I, you know, did it. But I think in the back of my head, I was always just like, mm. like, how is this going to make me money? How is this going to build a life I want to build? Got fired, went home to my mom and was like, you know that degree I did? Didn't really do much for me. It's got fired. And she was like, but then I said, look, I'm setting up a recruitment business. So I did that. I did that for four years. And it was kind of golden handcuffs. It was making money hated it surely there's got to be something that if i put time into on the front end for the end of it for the rest of life it'll pay me back and basically yeah. what i was describing was assets and i bought 15 properties in my first nine months which i used to build the portfolio which is worth about 1.3 million managing five away from home like it actually broke me like i had a full breakdown i was just like i can't do this this is like this is nuts a lot of sacrifice a lot of hard work a lot of things that you wouldn't do in a nine-to-five there's the comfort that you have in a nine-to-five is not there you know i've had one builder once call me be like oh ted can you transfer 57p to my account i need to get a little (laughs) property sounding like you might just be going away what's what's the reason for that welcome to the takeoff experience where i sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey their failures and their successes if you want to take off in your career your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a secure money management app that helps you to manage your money with ease. The Money Hub app allows you to have a single view of all your accounts by allowing you to connect your bank accounts, savings accounts, credit cards, and investments all in one place. To help you with your money goals, Money Hub has features to allow you to track your incomings versus your outgoings every single month, and also has features to help you set and track your spending budgets every single month too. It's a fantastic app, right? Well, you can download the app for free by tapping the link in my description and you get all of these features 
free for six months with no auto renew. And if you really enjoy the app, you can continue with it for only £1.49 per month. It's the deal of the century. So make sure to go and download the app right now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a very, very special guest in the building. How are you doing today, Tage? I'm good. You know, I haven't recorded a podcast, even my own ones, in a long time. Really? Yeah, I've just been busy with life, getting married, get, go on honeymoon, go on stag, do my own residential house, which is totally different to like wow. investments. So yeah, I've, I'm excited to be here, man. Talk. Wow. When did you get married? Married in, I should know this, huh? Yeah, um, <laughs> you should. Yes, you should know this. Married um, early August. We had two weddings, like two okay. beginning weddings. But yeah, early August. And I went on my stag after my wedding. That's interesting. Yeah, Why? I injured myself the day before going on my stag ah. originally. And I couldn't. So I was like, boys, sorry. I moved it after, which was better because it was less busy. Yeah. You know, the kind of... um the drug use in Ibiza was less at that time. <laughs> the drug use, yeah. in okay. like it was just, yeah. it was just, it wasn't too packed. I yeah. could actually dance. I could actually move. So, yeah. and I don't drink, so I'm there to dance. So I need space. So I, you know, it, it didn't work out for the better, but it worked out for the better. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I'd be, <laughs> I was wondering why, why after. That's crazy. I, I, I yeah, it's just how we do these days, isn't it? It's just style. And how many weddings did you say you had? You had like two, two weddings. Yeah, two so weddings. I'm a Sikh, okay. she's Hindu. So we had like one kind of wedding each as such. Ah. And then one like big party. So ah. it kind of, and then during the week we have like kind of um, traditions that we do. Okay. Cooking. It's a lot of like partying and eating, yeah. which is the two things I love the most. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's so insane. Um, I've never actually been to an Indian wedding. I'd You're love missing to, out. I'd love to, to go to one, one day. It sounds, it sounds amazing. Like it's just... Yeah, a lot of people do a mad big and crazy and big and showing yeah. off money and all that. But like, ours wasn't like that, but it was just fun. Yeah. Just good vibes, beautiful like, old barn we had it in. Mm-hmm. It was just nice. Like my wife did a lot of planning. I have to say this on camera. Yeah. She did everything and it was amazing. Okay, she, she, <laughs> yeah. she did everything and you just contributed. I just, I just turned up. Yeah. You just turned up. Because I know she'll be like, oh, I heard you said this. Uh, <laughs> you did something. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right, mate. Oh, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose so. so during that time, how was it for you? Was it like quite, quite, quite busy? It, it was busy because like, although she was doing most of it, I still had to like make decisions, still mm-hmm. had to like chase suppliers. Yeah. Like I, I like because I do property and it's like every project is project management mm-hmm. and even just running a business like yeah. is like project management to an extent. Yeah. So organizing the wedding, like for me, my mind just broke it down logically. Like this is a project. We've got an end date. We've got, we need this, 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 this. We'll get six quotes each. If we like them, we'll get, you know, it was very logical to me. That's how yeah. my mind works. Whereas she was more like maybe emotional and she doesn't really project manage the psychologist or a therapist. So she doesn't have that same like yeah. management. So I looked at it like, this is not that stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll get some comments about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, of all the stress that of course we'll, we'll find out after. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, I just look at it logically and broke it down. Like I do with anything and said, okay, here's the steps, here's instructions how do we get to the solution and what are the problems and what are the obstacles like yeah. covid for example we delayed it by like a year or year or two years mm-hmm. um various things you know last minute people dropping out this happening so yeah it, it was a project but i think it's a lot more fun than a project yeah but also maybe more stressful because you care it's not like um when i do a flip for example obviously it has to be beautiful it has mm-hmm. to look good it has to have swag yeah but it really isn't as much of a care as your own home or your own yeah. project. So yeah, a lot of transferable skills, I would say. Okay. Like wow. From planning That's crazy. And for the listeners who haven't met you before, I'm, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of the listeners are, are going to be some of your listeners that will listen to this. Who Who is Tage? 
So I am a property investor, landlord, you could say, uh, podcaster, public speaker. I have two books on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, my podcast has nearly hit a million listens. We're wow. at 912,000. Wow, that's but insane. Yeah, because I said I've been lazy the past few months. Yeah. We didn't get there. Um, it is right now a pure property podcast. Okay. It's actually changing. So by the okay. time this gets released, yeah. it could be something, you know, it should mm. be something else. Um, and that will kind of come. There'll be a launch party, all sorts of stuff around that. A launch party. Launch party. <laughs> so I love partying and eating. You do, so yeah. <laughs> food and music, I'm there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've done. I bought 15 properties in my first nine months. Yeah, and we're going to um, talk about that. Yeah, that's, and I raised, that's insane. I think I raised about 850,000 pounds of investor finance. So yeah. like loans from people like you, like me, just yeah. anyone, uh, which I used to build the portfolio, which is worth about 1.3 million, probably more now because markets go up and they go down. Yeah. I've um, done a few flips as well in the meantime, and I used to host networking events, okay. uh, which were really fun to be fair, but it's all sort of changed with COVID. And, I'm, and you know, I've invested in crypto, NFT, yeah. stocks and shares. Wow. Uh, in I, everything. In every, I get bored easily, ah. as you can tell. Yeah. And I am also buying businesses. Okay. So okay. moving into the, uh, the new year, I'm going to yeah. launch a restaurant or buy a restaurant. Okay. So yeah, kind of things are changing, things yeah. are kind of moving, but yeah, property has given me what I have today for sure. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's insane. Okay, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it back a notch a bit because, yeah, of course, we're right. gonna. Everybody's definitely gonna want to hear about a property, but obviously, we want to get to know the person mm -hmm. behind, you know, all of this. So, so you mentioned India. Are you? Is that where your parents are from? Yeah, from my India? parents are from okay. Punjab, North India. Okay, and they moved here. My mom moved here when she was young from India. My dad moved here when he was a bit older from Africa. They went to Kenya. Okay. A lot of Indians, oh. a lot of Punjabis in Kenya and Uganda. Yeah. So they moved from there you know, when they were, I don't know, five or six, back in the kind of skinhead era when racism was slightly more obvious. Mm -hmm. Ain't changed that much, has it really? But it's, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, hasn't really, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you know, we all think it has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a period where obviously it was quite, uh, I would say quite difficult yeah. for them. And there's, you know, I mean, there's so much to talk about in that sense. But yeah, um, from Punjab, nothing, okay. yeah. And were you born in India or here? Was I was it? born here. Okay, born here. Um, I think London, here. somewhere uh, else? Yeah, West London, near West Heathrow London. Airport, Hounslow. Okay. Or Southall yeah. is kind of where I like, was properly brought up, I suppose. Yeah. And did you grow up in that in that area? Yeah, yeah. 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 So born in um, Hounslow, grew up in Southall and Hounslow. Um, my parents divorced in 2002. So I grew up in kind of both. Okay. They're both very similar areas, yeah. I suppose. Like, what's it like? Because I don't, I don't know them too well. I don't know Southall, Hounslow too. It's all Indian. Everyone's Indian. Everyone's really? Around. Yeah. Like okay. Southall especially is yeah. a little Punjab. Okay. Now it has changed in the last, well, yeah, like last twenty eight years since yeah. I can remember. Um, Indians have moved out. They got more money. They've gone to like Denham and other kind of posh areas, and it's, it's definitely become. I don't want to say worse, but it's become rougher. Rougher. It's yeah, interesting, right? I think it's because. As a property investor, I see it as people, like families lived there. Mm. They then moved out because they got more money mm. and then rented the houses out. Didn't care so much who it's rented to. Um, Antisocial behavior. You know, there's just, as much as it's like zone four yeah. on the cross rail, it's like, you know, it's, they got new builds there selling yeah. 400 grand for a one bed. It's mad. It, I think it has got rougher over time. Like when I go back and my dad still lives there, you sort of mm. just, you hear things and you see things mm. and, you know, growing up there was amazing though, because I think culturally there, I'm a majority. In England, I'm a yeah. majority, of course, tiny minority. Yeah. So it's quite nice because it made me be in touch with my culture, learn my language, know how to read and write it, which is not easy because it's it's not um you might call it symbols. Like it's not um uh like Latin script. Yeah, like Latin letters, yeah, yeah. So yeah. 
I think growing up there for me had a really positive impact because I got to learn more about me and my people okay. as opposed to if I grew up in, I don't know, the middle of Surrey in the countryside, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I might not know my history and the the reality of the relationship between Britain and India as well. So there's lots of things that I learned. Yeah. I'm grateful for being there. Wow. That's so interesting. That is that is fascinating. I'm really it's more fascinated interesting than about property, this. Yeah, it is. It actually is. Wow. That's that's epic. Okay, so you obviously you love the area. Did you go to school in that in the area? Yeah, I went to school in like Heston, okay. which is basically Hounslow. Okay. Again, okay. all all Indians. Yeah. Um like 95% Indian, I think. Okay. And then African, mm. Caribbean, and then like a tiny percentage of like English white people. Yeah. And school-wise, what were you like? Were you good at school? Did you like school? Was you, or were you a bit more on the, I was, you know, non-educational vibe? I, I definitely was like, I need to study and get good grades. Mm -hmm. It was definitely like a thing. Maybe that's like Indian parents being like, yeah. you got to do what you got. Like, it's yeah. just, you know what I mean? Like, um, I wasn't like social like this okay. i wasn't you know okay. um, friendly i i say i was quite like tense quite like um angry i suppose as a kid like i was a total opposite of what i am now in terms of like education mm. yeah it's you know b's and a's okay. um that's a good b's and yeah, a's yeah 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 i mean look, yeah. typical indian i'm like oh i could have got a star <laughs> <laughs> like this close but like um yeah and then a level same a's and then you know yeah it, like i definitely valued it mm -hmm. Looking back, uh, university was just a joke. It was just fun. Yeah. I, what, did, what did you study? I studied biochemistry. Okay. Bio, so I love okay. science. Yeah. Health, fitness, science. Mm. I, I did then. So I that's still what do you now. Much did throughout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And even at like high school, I was like, yeah, I love biology. I love chemistry. This is it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then when I got to uni at the time, I think there was always something in me that thought, why am I doing this? Like, okay. I, I kind of, if I wasn't studying a science, I don't mm. think I would have gone to uni. Really, I think for okay. certain vocations like being a lawyer, doctor, mm -hmm. scientist, etc., you need uni. You definitely need it, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's just it's a prerequisite. End of. Maybe now it's changed. I don't know, but back then it was, and so I, you know, did it. But I think in the back of my head, I was always just like, mm. like, how is this going to make me money? How is this going to build a life I want to build? How is? But it didn't really come to the forefront. I just carried on, studied. I went to America for my second year, studied abroad, which was okay. just incredible yeah uh and yeah like i was never top of the class but i wasn't never bottom okay but if i and this still stays with me to this day if i don't want to do something it's so hard to make me do it right and that's why having your own business is great because it's like if i don't want to do that i'll outsource it mm -hmm. i'll pay someone else to do it or i won't do it yeah and that's why i'm changing from property because i'm like i'm I'm cool i'm done we're, you know we're, we're cool i'm gonna keep buying property yeah but it's oh we're cool next you know wow Wow. So I'm just trying to, so the whole business, you know, education not really being from you, was there somebody else in your family that was into business or was it just something like, was no. there somebody that you looked up to that you're like, yeah, okay, this yeah, is what. Yeah, you know, I've been asked this question before and yeah. like, there's no, I can't. You don't know, you're not sure. Yeah. It might like, have just been, that's naturally, you just. It might have been just rebellion yeah. from, like my you know, like my yeah. parents, them being kind of, my dad's quite, I would say a rebel to like yeah. culture and to like norms and traditions. Mm -hmm. And then my mum, to an extent, is as well. Yeah. So I think that came from them. And then, like, I'm trying to, you know, people say, oh, who did you look up to? Like, you know, mm. Mark Cuban or I don't know. Simon, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm kind of like, yeah, when I was younger, there, you know, there wasn't necessarily, like, my dad had his own business as a photographer and videographer. He does all my stuff. Like, he does all this for me. Um, my mum was a head teacher. So 
you know, and she still is, but there's, yeah, there's no one, even uncles, aunties, I can't think of someone who had their own business. I think it was just a case of the, the logical um, thought or theory of, yeah. why am I doing things I don't like? Life's too yeah. short. Um, why am I, and this sort of clicked as I got a job later on, be like, why am I working nine to five? Mm like or nine to six most of the time even though my contract was nine to five this also confused me and i'm earning this and then i go home i spend an hour on the train i eat and i sleep and i'm back here tomorrow i'm like i don't even like you lot i'm working with i'm like i barely like what i'm doing like yeah i was just so confused like logically i was like this does not make sense there's got to be something else like yeah. and i just thought i'm i can do what i like yeah. so therefore if I'm going to launch X, Y, Z business, I'll be good at it. So, I, and I'm very, very logical, like to my detriment, like I lack empathy. So okay. I think for me, it was just a logical thing of, nah, forget that. What are we doing? Like, what okay. can I do? And I can do it. Yeah. Wow. So what was that? What was that? What was that last job before you got into property? What was that? What were you doing? So I got a job after uni, after about 50 interviews, which mm -hmm. they don't tell you this when you're going for a degree, yeah. right? Come it's in, tough. you know, yeah, you'll, you'll yeah. be in the top percent. You'll get a job straight away. Oof. Um, got a job at like a medical education firm. So like marketing in uh, medical, but for doctors and nurses. Okay. So you can't be as like, you just have to be very, some people say boring, you know, statistical driven, et cetera. And then I was in there and I read this book by um, Ben Goldacre called Bad Pharma, really good book for anyone to read. And also would be in the office and they'd say things like, yeah, so this drug costs an extra 3 million a year per patient or whatever it was. Yeah, the costs are incredible. And it, you know, it extends their life by three days. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I don't mean to be crass here. Yeah. And every day counts. But are we really spending three million pounds of taxpayers' money on this novel drug that's amazing and we're big enough that gave someone three days of extra life? Now I appreciate that is an hour-long podcast in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like what's the price of life? But you have to take a, a view on it. And this is where my lack of empathy helped or didn't help. And I said, this is this is stupid. Mm. Like, if you said to me, Tej, do you want an extra three days of life at the end of it? But, you know, I don't know, your family, for example, are going to be paying this off for the next 10 years, which technically we all are through tax. Mm. Yeah. I'd actually be like, three days. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's easy for me to be like, no, nah, I'd say, yeah, just, just, you know, forget it. But my logical mind just says, this is nuts. Mm. Like, there has to be, and that's three days not proven. It could be three days, could be none. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, because you know, because it's drugs. Yeah, you it react differently to me. Yeah, that's true. And I'd hear things like this every day and be like, "What? I'm supposed to promote this?" <laughs> like, oh. Do you know what I mean? And so I left that job, got a big pay rise, like forty percent pay rise. I'm like, wicked. At another similar business. I didn't really like the culture there, um, and basically got fired. To be fair, okay. Yeah, they put me in a room. You know, made me come in. I was like, flipping heck. You know, have my little pack lunch, everything ready for a normal day at work come in, see the HR lady. And she was a bit, all HR people, sometimes a bit, you know. Um, and I saw her and I was scared already. I was like, oh, mm. uh, so I went to the headmaster's office. And she goes, yeah, you're not performing, you know, what we expected in the way you interviewed. Mm -hmm. And I basically was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, got fired. Went home to my mom and was like, you know that degree I did? Didn't really do much for me. It's got fired. And she was like, silence. Wow. Silence is worse than words sometimes. You know when it's just like, yeah. 
the breath and then they walk away. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, like, I'm disappointed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the, the look. And I told my dad and he was like, oh, wicked. What are we doing next? Like he's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like the total opposite. He's like, so yeah. like, he's just like a free spirit. and Yeah. You know, like they look forward to the future. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So like, he was a bit like, oh, what's your mom going to say? I was like, nothing. That's the worst part. Um, but then I said, look, I'm setting up a recruitment business because I think I had a friend who was doing it. He said he's going to mentor me. Still waiting for that mentoring. <laughs> so yeah, for the yeah, I'm still waiting for. I'm later. sure he sent me an invoice for it. I never got the mentoring though. Um, and then, yeah, recruitment was great, great business. You know, if you're that guy or that girl, and you can do it, yeah. and do the calls, oh, the money's good. Like, and you need minimal setup cost. Yeah. Laptop, LinkedIn Premium, forty quid a month. And I'm telling you, you can make thousands of pounds a month, profit. So I did that. I did that for four years, and it was kind of golden handcuffs. It was making money hated it yeah and i got lonely working from home alone all the time yeah and then started working like in-house and then the real kick that got me into like property into like assets was i thought right if i do 40 calls in recruitment i'll make three grand yeah cool but i have to be here sat here for four hours doing that yeah i thought no no, no hold on a minute surely there's got to be something that if i put time into on the front end for the end of it for the rest of life it'll pay me back and basically yeah. what i was describing was assets mm. And I said, you know what? Like, I need to wake up. Like, if I want to wake up one day and bake bread, I will. Like, today I'll bake bread in the morning. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Let's bake bread on Monday. Me, because I can. <laughs> like, this was the dream. Literally, I was like, nah. Because I'd go to my desk and sit there. And then it'd be like 5 p.m. And I'd be like, so, you know, what have I done at 5 p.m.? Like, looking at my thing. And I'm like, I've sat at my desk all day. I don't know what the hell I've done. But it's 5 p.m. And I wanted to get rid of that feeling. Yeah. I wanted to be in a place where I could be like, okay. If I want to wake up today and do whatever I want, I can. So what came from that was assets. Yeah. And what then stemmed from that was property, which was, okay. I want something safe. Yeah. I want something risk-free or minimal risk. I want something that will make money while I sleep. Yeah. And then it led me to property being the safest asset at that time with the money I had to invest in. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Wow, you said a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's and you went through a lot and you went through a lot of trials and uh, tribulations as well um, All the in time, your story. Um, so I'm assuming that recruitment business is no longer. Yeah, yeah, it's no, no longer. longer. I just you, sort of, you just sort of stopped it. Use the money from it as yeah. like a company loan yeah. as a property company to, you know, be able to invest. But yeah, it's just, just there. Kind of stopped. It sounded like what you were kind of seeking was like an element of freedom for sure. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you can definitely get that in property. So you... I think I, I saw your YouTube, I saw your uh, podcast. I'm working my way through actually your YouTube videos. And so you said you got, went from zero to 15 properties, nine months, which is, is that, that's actually, that's not even borderline insane. That's crazy. That's insane. That's like <laughs> that's super how I, that's how I felt insane. Bit, like yeah. st on steroids, right? Because that's more than like a property per month, right? Yep. So how, how, how did you actually manage to achieve that? Can you walk me through how that happened? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, it is more than a property a month. And actually, it ends up being about four because I refurbed all of them. It wasn't just here's the keys to rent you it out. You refurbed all 15. All of them. So, and what? they're 200 miles away from home. So, wow. there was a point where I had five or six at the same time being refurbed away from home. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something managing one close to home is so difficult because the yeah. builders are just dicks. Managing five away from home, like it actually broke me. Like, I had a full breakdown. I was just like, I can't do this. This is the, what, like, this is nuts. Like, mm. I'm grateful that I've done it. And people always, like, oh, Ted, I want to emulate you. Like, my mentees are like, oh, I want to do the same as you. And I'm like, I really don't think you do. Mm. Like, because 
you know, it, it is a riskier way of doing things. I mitigated the risk, of course. Um, you know, but in terms of the steps, okay, so you need, I suppose you need two things in property or maybe mm. anything actually to work. You need money and you need deals or property. Yeah. This, my brand, mm. got me the money. Okay. And it actually got me some Is that because well. you started your Instagram page? Yes. I and thought, you're doing your documenting so, on YouTube. Yeah, well. I started this end of 2018. Mm. I hadn't done a single property viewing. Mm. Like really? I was, I was new. Yeah. So I was literally documenting like me learning. Mm. And that's why people really connected with me because they said, I'm in the same page as him. But like, yeah. and you know, he's asked, I'd be in a podcast asking questions that mm. I actually wanted to know mm -hmm. because I didn't know them. Yeah. Now I ask for the viewer, for the mm. listener. But then I would be like, yeah, so what's this? I'd be like, oh, cool. So because of that, people connected with me emotionally. I was authentic from day one. I showed the reality, things going wrong, me, you know, feeling like crap, doing this, yeah. teaching people about different structure, you know, just helping and adding value. Mm. People then connected with that journey, got my first property, got, and then they saw it. How much and did then, you put into your first property? What was the first So property, I put 30,000 pounds of my own okay. money into my portfolio from day one. Okay, so And since then I've put in nothing. Okay. I might put in a couple so of you quid. you put 30,000 in the first one and then you decided to and then ever since start then, raising money from other people. Investor finance, okay. yeah. Why did you go down that route? What was the I didn't thinking have, behind that? didn't have enough money. Okay. You know, was I that had, because you felt like things were going too slow? Yes. Yeah. If, okay. if, so if I used that, I had a bit more than 30 grand. Yeah. I think it was 50. I probably had four property. Mm. If I just used that and did my strategy, I would have probably bought two properties a year. Mm. And after like the third or fourth year, that 50K would have shrunk mm. and shrunk and shrunk. Okay. So basically, I'd be sitting to you here with, I don't know, five properties. Okay. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, property is so slow. It's so yeah. antiquated and, and outdated. Yeah. Everything's like a dinosaur process. Yeah. Each property, in my case, like single lets, like a normal family living in it, yeah. generates anywhere from, I don't know, 250 to like 450 a month profit okay. out of London. You imagine taking four years to buy five of them just to generate a grand. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yeah. So I just knew, like, as soon as I did the maths, I was like, yeah, we need to get a move on here. Yeah. Like, I can't just be buying, you know, all this nonsense. And actually, it's quite common in, in like property yeah. in certain circles that, mm. to use investor finance. You know, like okay. it's normal. Yeah. Um, for small deals, for big deals, etc. So for me, it was a case of this is normal. Mm -hmm. I need it. Yeah. And can I do it safely and properly mm -hmm. and look after their money? Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Take me through the first, the first deal that you did. So you put 30K, it was a refurb. Did you, did you get it on auction or was you just buying it from like so a So I bought it from seller? a deal sourcer, okay, kind of like sourcer. a recruitment consultant for property. Okay. They bring you a property and say, pay us yeah. a fee for bringing it to you. Okay. Most deal sources are absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the opposite. Most no. are really good, but yeah. I wish I'd have double the amount of properties if yeah. they were. Um, you know what it is? Any job with a low barrier to entry, there's yeah. a lot of crap. No true. Offense, but it's very, agents, very true. Personal trainers. Very true. I see a lot of injuries in the gym about to yeah. happen. I see a lot of bad because it's easy to do. Yeah. Um, to be a deal sourcer, you can be on tomorrow if you want. Yeah, it's like, true. It's, it's nothing. So yeah. it was from a deal sourcer. Um, we bought it for fifty grand. So mm -hmm. I did actually have an investor on my first deal, mm -hmm. family member. So they put in 30 grand. I put in 30 grand. Mm -hmm. Bought it for 50. The property um, for 50. The property okay. for 50. Cool. Stamp duty, legal fees, refurb, all in. We're in, it's in my book as well. We're in for about 62 grand. Mm -hmm. um, we knew, well, we didn't know, but we estimated the end value based yeah. off data, not just yeah. it could be this, like <laughs> a lot of people do, which is so scary, to be 80,000 pounds. Okay. So we're like, okay, give him 50, 80. There's some, there's some fat in here. There's, yeah. there's some money in here. 
did the revaluation after six months and it came back at 80. Okay. And now this is where that the strategy might get a bit complex, but I bought the house for 50. I spent 62 over all in yep. for 62. So there's 62 here. Now it comes back at value to 80. The lender will give me mm. on a mortgage 75% of that new value. Yeah. Obviously with a resi, it's like they give you 90%, right? Yeah. But buy to let is lower. So they go, cool, we'll give you 75% of 80, which happens to be 60. <laughs> so this 62 here yeah. is paid off. Yeah. I get my money back. Investor yeah. gets their money back. Yeah. It's two and a half grand in. Mm. Okay, I'll leave that in. Fine. I've now got a house. Okay. With once it's on the mortgage that is netting me oh, it's 340 something a month profit after everything. Yeah. And I've left in two and a half thousand pounds. Right. A quick mess. Well, it's the end of what? 10 months or mm -hmm. less? You get paid off, yeah. It's a free house. Yeah, so right now it's a free house. house. There's not there's there's no deposit. There's no if yeah. I sell it, mm. I will get 25% of 80 grand as my wow. profit. Yeah. And so I did this buy refurbish refinance strategy yeah. over and over and over again okay. with some flips, which is buying to sell. So what it means is if you give me a hundred grand, mm -hmm. I can pay you back. Yeah. Because I pull it out. Yeah. Whereas the old school way, which is put 25% in, yeah. leave it there. <laughs> wait, wait yeah, for a little wait, bit. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. Get gray hairs, have three kids, buy another one. You know yeah. what I mean? So have your kids have kids, then buy another one. Yeah. It's just a much more efficient way. And my book is literally the guide to BR. Yeah. Because, well, there's no other book on it. Yeah. And it, it, it can be a complex strategy. Yeah. And it blows your mind. Even now, after 18 deals now, mm -hmm. it blows my mind. I just think, I put no money in because of investors. Mm. I pulled it all out. I got a house. I still sit there just like. It is crazy mad. though. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It is. Yeah. It's powerful, man. Yeah. It's, hmm. And we're, we're definitely going to discuss a bit more about BR. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to know, um, so currently your portfolio is still 15? Yeah, uh, it's 12 at the moment. Okay, it's 12. Because, so I bought 15 yeah. in nine months, yeah. sold three of them okay. to fill the gaps that were generated by money left in. Because okay. some deals didn't go to expect, to yeah. um, as expected, yeah. or they just left in more money and I yeah. still bought them. Okay. Uh, and then I bought two more since then, which were mm -hmm. flips because I want chunks of cash. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it sits at 12 currently. Um, two of them are actually service accommodation units, okay. so like holiday lets. Yeah. The rest are single family, just family. you know, yeah. normal lets. Why did you go down that route? Like instead of like, what what did, what's the other word for it? Multiple households with multiple occupancies. Mm. Is that what is it called? Yeah. HMOs. Yeah. So yeah. HMOs is five humans who don't know each other in a yeah. house stealing each other's milk and cheese. <laughs> and people you know? do it. Yeah. No, people do yeah, do 100%, that. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I can't change a light bulb, Tej. Can you come and change it for me? Like, bro, you're 27. So yeah. life out. Like you, you can't change a light bulb. For me, it was just a lot of work, um, a lot of management. Yeah. Now look, some people have, I know loads of people in my network do HMOs. Mm -hmm. Great. Lot, loads of cash flow. Like, good. You know, they manage it. It's great. But when you put them to the side off a podcast and you yeah. say, Come on, so how is it really managing it? 99% mm. of them say it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's or it's all right. Or like, yeah, it's okay. But they never <laughs> say with their chest, yeah, yeah it's easy. And they never <laughs> I promise you, bring them on your podcast. They'll say it to you, they'll say it to your face with their chest, yeah, it's easy. As soon as it comes off, they'll they won't. Yeah. And like, that's just social media, everyone lies. Um, I just didn't want that. But also yeah. I like the path of least resistance to the mm -hmm. most result. Okay. I like efficiency. So for me, HMOs have a much bigger refurb cost, yeah. a lot more regulation, like mm -hmm. building regs, planning maybe, depending on the size of it. They just take longer. 
There's a lot more that goes into it and goes yeah. into maintaining them. I wanted the most boring vanilla property portfolio, <laughs> right? Because I want it to be passive and yeah. to last me a long time. So it needs to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I like that. It's so funny that you're saying boring, even though you sped up to get there. You sped up to get to yeah. boringness. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I, cool. I went fast and hard <laughs> yeah. just to be boring. And yeah. But yeah, because I guess you were you were seeking that safety. Mm -hmm. um, how much is that? How much income is it generating you monthly? Mm -hmm. the, those twelve properties. So, know. anywhere from mm. four to five and a half thousand pounds a month. Okay, wow. It varies because of the yeah. service accommodation. Mm. Because that's like in summer, oof, it'll be way on the fat end. Winter, on the lower end. Wow. And also, every time a tenant leaves, the rent goes up. The market. I don't increase rent on my tenants when they're there, but when they leave, and I've had three or four leave this year. The rent goes up by 60 quid a month. And that's okay. profit. Oh, wow. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah, of course, it's just go going up. Mm -hmm. huh. That's interesting. Oh, my God. So is it going to stay there? Are you going to stay at 12? Are you looking to increase it? Or are you just like, okay, this is, a, this is enough? I'm always going to buy, okay. right? Like, I'm always going to buy property just because it's such a good asset. But I think we touched on this at the start of the podcast. Like, I'm looking at other stuff sort of more actively. Yeah. Um, You know, every year, if I can add five to it. Yeah. I'm happy. You know, maybe okay. maybe add four to it and do one flip to give me a nice chunk yeah. of say forty grand to just, I don't know, do something stupid with like buy a McLaren or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, like then I'll be then I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and now I've got the teams that outsource. I don't need to visit. I, you know, right now I can get deals and the market's shifting, which is good. So I got my mm. shopping bags ready. Um, I can kind of do everything from my desk from my yeah. phone. So I will continue to buy. I've got the investors as well, but nowhere near the same energy I had before. Okay. Because I don't need it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, and property just isn't like some people do it for their whole lives mm -hmm. and they're passionate. And I love that mm -hmm. for, for many reasons. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. Um, I've done what I need to do. Okay. That's fair enough. So you feel like you've hit hit your end goal of it almost. Yeah, like yeah. I've probably gone more than I expected. Yeah. Um and the income is more than enough to yeah. pay the mortgage, pay the bills, live a good life. Yeah you know, pay petrol and, sh you know, it's kind of, it covers everything. Plus obviously there's education income coming in, yeah. there's like investment income, yeah. you know, so, and now I've got flip profits sitting there that also needs to be invested yeah. to generate. So I'm sort of in a position that, yeah, like I wanted to, I mean, I've been in this position mm. for a bit now, but now it's kind of in a place where, yeah, it can just really take a backseat. Yeah. Fair enough. Obviously, we don't want it to sound that this was easy. I'm, I'm huh. sure that I'm sure the listeners know. Can you talk to us about some of the challenges that you had actually with? I've obviously I've watched your videos, but yeah, that you've had. Yeah, so with you building know, like, your initial portfolio. You know, to get one property secured on a BRR or a flip, you're probably looking at ish, 40, 80, 100 viewings, depending on the market. Yeah, because wow. if something's listed for 80k, you're probably gonna have to buy it for 40. So you got, you know, you're really putting in the work, pissing off a lot of people in, in the progress of it in order to get a deal. If you're doing HMOs, it's a lot less because you can offer asking sometimes because you're adding so much value. You're changing the fabric of the building. With what I'm doing, you're not. You're kind of re-adding value that they lost by letting it be deteriorated or being in bad condition. So, you know, one of the things is, yeah, like you got to put 40, you know, viewings when I was doing it plus to get one accepted. Mm. You go to auction, you might view 40, you never win one, right? You got to read 50, 60 legal packs. And by the way, I can read them. I've learned. I've got a mind that works like that and I can understand it. And I've had help from my solicitors to learn how to. If you can't, 
that's 250 quid a pop for your solicitor to read it. And you can't not let them read it, right? Mm. So I've read wow. 400 plus legal packs in my time. Maths, I'm not even going to do the maths. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That, and so I've read 400 and I've got six deals from auctions. So you can see the hit ratio. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've made more money than I spent. Mm. But if you're starting out, looking at that bill and then and, and that even mentally having to do that, it's a lot. So there's that kind of, it's a numbers game thing at the start. Like you mm. have to be able to put in that work. Mm. Like I've done viewings like, Days of viewings, like 10, 15 viewings a day, like no lunch, nothing, just boom, 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 running around, wet socks, wet yeah. shoes, no, like <laughs> it's all up north. Yeah, well, in Wales, where I'm okay, best. Wales, okay, so just yeah, wet and cold, wow. and just miserable. And like, but you still have to beat it and you have to come out of the property, do the spreadsheet there and then. Whilst mm. I'm still learning because I was new, put an offer in because you need to be in there mm. and onto the net. And, it, and it's a lot of sacrifice a yeah. lot of hard work a lot of things that you wouldn't do in a nine-to-five there's yeah. the comfort that you have in a nine-to-five is not there um dealing with everyone in property seems to be a dinosaur solicitors <laughs> land registry accountants but oh god like my, my, my team are amazing my solicitor my broker yeah. everyone like my broker is incredible big up shaz um but most are not yeah like, like in life i suppose there's yeah. an average and there's a top 10 percent yeah uh dealing with builders whew, there's a bottom 99% of builders, which is all of them. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a top 1%. Like, I promise you, like, it, anyone doing their refurb is going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and there'll be some people commenting saying, oh, I've had really good builders. It's probably because your uncle, bruv. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, dealing with builders is just... That's the part that I, like, when I think about property, that's the part that scares me the most because I feel like it everything should, else it is almost binary in a way. It is, yeah, yeah. Like, if they don't do it, you know. But, like, with that, it's almost a bit more subjective. how do you know if they're plastered yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Till the ceiling falls on your head. Yeah. And I've had yeah. this. Like, and again, like, people don't have enough construction knowledge. And yeah. YouTube and books are incredible for yeah. this. But they go into a refurb, like I said, just, oh, we'll find a builder. And they'll, they'll do it. And then it'll be done. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, there's so much shit that goes into it even mm. finding a builder takes like for this for my own residential I sp i've spoken to 40 plasterers i've had about eight quoting and i finally picked one for my wow. cottage i just did i spoke to about 120 trades in total and then i picked six worked on the house wow that's me sitting there getting part of yeah I'm not, I'm not free until next september or them coming over and saying yeah 40 grand for a 20 grand job you know so there's a lot of that numbers game thing, mm -hmm. but obviously from that comes grit, comes determination, comes patience, comes knowing why you're doing this. Because mm. if you haven't got a strong why, you're not going to sift through these many builders. You're going to mm. say, oh, I can't be bothered. You know? yeah. So, you know, working with builders in itself is like a, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's. <laughs> Seem broken stress. from it. <laughs> I'm, I'm broken from it. That's why like now I only work with one builder and yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. Um, And I trust him and he like, but that, and I've never found anyone like him since. Mm. Like, there's always something. There's always, you know, I've had one builder once call me, be like, "Oh, Tej, can you transfer fifty-seven p to my account? I need to get a little plastic." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, bro, I was like, how are you running a business, a successful business, when you're asking me for fifty-seven p to cash flow you?" I was like, "You're," and imagine on the phone, I had to be like, "Yeah, yeah, buddy, no worries. Send me the receipt." I yeah. put the phone down. Was like. Is this for is this for real? 57 p. I was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Look, to be fair, he did a new roof for like two grand. Normally it's five. So yeah. you get what you pay for, innit? Yeah. But you know, there, there's so many challenges. <laughs> like, um, I know, man. This is like even interior design. Like, I yeah. love it, right? And yeah. it's so important to selling a house and 
making it a house that people fall in love with. Yeah. Takes hours. Like yeah. my wife now, because I'm doing it for our house, mm. she's like, oh my God, you spent like 25 hours on a kitchen. I was like, yeah, and that's the hours you saw. Yeah. Like there's hours of me in bed being like, do I want blue? Yeah. Do I want green? How do we do yeah. it? Like there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize. And they just think, oh, I've got 50 grand. Let me just buy a property and do it up. Mm. It's just not going to work like that for people. Like it's mm -hmm. people need a reality slap or reality mm. check. Like it's not that easy. And it's not like, so you start making tables, yeah? You're a mm -hmm. furniture table maker. If I make this table here, I'm going to lose... 20 quid on the MDF, about 30 quid on the legs if I flop it. Mm -hmm. If you invest in property and you flop it, you're losing 20, 30, 40 grand, 50, yeah. 500 grand in London. Yeah. Like, unless you've got that money to play with, if you have, come talk to me. <laughs> unless you've got that money to lose, yeah. like, stop being an idiot. Yeah. I said to people. That's crazy. So how, how can people, I guess, make sure, like, lower, lower their risk, I suppose? Okay. Education is the way. Education, Education yeah. and mentorship. Yeah. Like, there's, okay, so there's free stuff like this podcast, yeah. like my podcast, like my YouTube, etc. that you've seen. So consume that stuff. And there's so many hours of content where we both know like tens, hundreds it's of hours lots, of content. Yeah. So yeah. much. Obviously, find who you like and who's realistic. Uh, you got books, which I suppose the next level, 10, 15, 20 quid each. Go on Amazon, set yourself a hundred quid budget, mm -hmm. find the best books on property. Two of them are mine. Uh, and <laughs> and and read them. Look at the reviews as well, right, people? Like people, you know, reviews are there to help you make purchasing decisions. Uh, the next level above that is like paid education. This is a minefield because, uh, and you may see it in other sectors as well, and you probably see it in property. Mm -hmm. People in property, a lot of people in property are not authentic when they're selling something. Yeah, They promise a reality, financially free in seven days, first yeah. two in a month. And then people do their courses because society, we're stupid and we're shallow and we want this shortcut. We want a six pack in a week. Doesn't happen. Um, we believe it. We do the course and then it doesn't happen for us. And we say, you told me it was going to happen. And they say, yeah, but it's your fault. You didn't work hard enough. Or you're not the top 10%. Sorry. Yeah. And then so there's this like chicken and egg where it's like society, we're stupid and shallow. We believe this crap and we're vulnerable to it because mm. we hate our jobs. and want to get out of it. I get it. But then we've got people preying on that and people who are really good at advertising. Yeah. And it's it's basically a vicious circle of expectation, reality, and a lack of authenticity. Mm -hmm. So people have to be really, really careful when they're yeah. looking for education to look for, you know, people's reviews of doing it. Yeah. Uh, what are people who have done it? What are they doing? Look at the person's brand. Yeah. Like if they're not posting downsides, yeah. they're not posting reality. It's yeah. simple as that. Every day we have something go wrong in, yeah. in life. Um, and if someone's not showing that at all, mm -hmm. it's fake. Yeah. Even if you could say, oh, but they're just not showing it. Okay, but that's still fake. Because you can't present a brand or an image. I can't mm. say I'm a property developer mm. and just show you the profit and the good stuff here mm. whilst being like, yeah, 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 it was tough. Yeah, yeah, cool. Anyways, no. Mm. I'm like, it was tough and we made some money. Mm. Well, that's cool. But it was flipping tough. And so that's missing. So you people really need to do their research on education. Like yeah. do the free stuff, do the cheap paid stuff, and then do your research. Like I said, if they're not showing the downsides, yeah. Fake, yeah. Fake. I remember a video of yours. I think it was, uh, it might have been your first property actually. I remember the one, oh, what, what was, um, oh, what, what had happened? I think you had bought it off somebody who was supposed to do some refurb, they hadn't yes, done any, this is the deal sourcer, yeah, 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 yeah. They hadn't done any refurb on it, the whole thing, yeah. That sounded like a nightmare, yeah. That one sounded like a and I've had that over and yeah. over and over, yeah. you know. I've had times where, like, and just thinking about it, I'm not an anxious person, yeah, like, mm. I can talk, I can get on stage. I've danced in front of thousands of people. I've performed, you yeah. know, I have I have no shame. I have no anxiety about 
anything. Yeah. But when you're doing a refurb, and when I wake up, and I think a lot of people do this, I don't like looking at my phone. I like doing my meditation, doing my thing, and then looking at my phone. Mm. When you have refurbs on, you either get woken up by a builder, fighting another builder, classic, um, or you get woken up to, oh, sorry, mate, can't do this. This is broken. Mm. I'm like, you should flip him. Like, don't come to me with problems. Come to me with solutions. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of anxiety around, even now I'm doing my own house, of like, oh, is it going to go well? Is it going to go well? Like, you know, if I get, if I see my, my, thingy t- my plumber message me, I'm like, what now? What, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. and actually it's been okay on this to be fair, yeah. but you, I still have that feeling in my stomach of like, shit, what's wrong now? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're under time pressure because you've got investor finance, you've got to pay them back. you got the fact that every month means you're making less money because you're paying. In, and so, you know, there's a lot of, and, and this is for someone who doesn't get anxious, doesn't worry. I'm so carefree. I'm so chilled. That as a person, I'm just like, whatever. Like yeah. things don't bother me. I'm feeling like this. Like if you're someone who has anxiety or feels, you know, it gets easily stressed. Like this is going to be, don't come and say, I want to do what Tej did. Okay. Like, because <laughs> like you don't, yeah. like I barely scraped by and did it mm. like without being scarred. And I'm definitely scarred. We're all scarred from life. Mm. Like, so it just takes, and you were saying, you know, like the kind of issues, it just takes such a strong person. You can become yeah. a strong person to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that anxiety is just like, and, and people have messaged me on like Instagram to my story saying, I feel the same thing. Yeah. That refurb anxiety is real, yeah. man. Like it's, and it's not spoken about, of course it's not, yeah. like, because mental health course, isn't yeah. like, spoken exactly. about enough. It's tough. Wow. Talking about anxiety, interest rate rises. I'm sure that must have given, <laughs> that's given the whole of the UK anxiety. How How yeah. has that, like, has that had an impact on, I guess, your portfolio? No, okay. because yeah. I, <laughs> because I fixed it for five years, Ah, two years ah. ago. Because I did a calculation, me and my broker, we sat down and did a calculation yeah. and said, if we fix it for two years, it's cheaper. But if you fix it for five years, it's a me- it's meant to be more expensive. But all the fees, all the legal fee, everything taken into consideration mm-hmm. over a 10-year period, the time, not financial advice, it was better to do two five-year fixes than to do five two-year fixes. Mm-hmm. So I said, and it's less hassle. Mm-hmm. I said, let me do five years. So I had one expire a few months ago. And yeah, that was unfortunately yeah. when the rates went like crazy high. Yeah, I think my mortgage increased by 35 quid a month. Okay, But then my rates have gone up on that service accommodation. Yeah. So it hasn't really affected me. Mm. Uh, I think inflation in fact affects us all, obviously. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no real effect. Okay. Let's see in a year or two or three yeah. where we are. Um, but you know, you see the news headlines. Mm. People are selling up. People can't afford. Yeah. You know, I've seen the, the people's like stories where they're like, "Yeah, you know, now the mortgage is at five hundred quid a month. The rent's at five fifty. Yeah, making no money. So yeah, you know, one person's misfortune is another person's fortune because I can yeah. buy that house and I yeah. can make money off that, and that's. Yeah you know, like it is what it is. It's just a circle of business and a circle of yeah. life. Yeah. Do you think buy to let is still viable though in this current environment? Um, I, th- I think it is. Yeah. It's definitely not as viable as it was. Yeah. Uh, single lets are definitely harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, rents have gone up as well though. So yeah. it is they viable. They haven't as much. They haven't. No, they yeah. haven't. No. And they don't go up as crazy. Yeah. Like interest rates yeah, just yeah. jump and you're like, yeah. it's nonsense. Uh, I mean, rates are coming back down though for, for mortgages definitely. Even though I think the Bank of England just increased it and i think they're gonna yeah. again in the future it is viable it just means you have to get an even better deal which means yeah. even more work and this is why like you know i like so when periods like this happen i just i'm like a bear i just hibernate i just take it easy like mm. am i gonna do 80 viewings now when i used to do 40 to get one deal mm. you know? yeah i'm gonna do stuff like this all day yeah <laughs> like, 
chilling on podcast yeah play fifa like i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna um be inefficient yeah when i don't need that property right now yeah. i don't need the risk of mm. rates going up or like having to squeeze everything out of mm. this deal like nah yeah. i'm good yeah see you in a few months yeah bye cool not everyone has that luxury yeah i've worked to a position where like i can do that yeah um and yeah it's, it's a choice as well but it is viable it's hard it it's just it's just made it harder okay and has it made it harder on the flipping side as well do you think um you to, to an extent because i suppose yeah. like my residential mortgage i don't know what it is it's like four point it, it's two. wow yeah i remember when we first looked like a year or so ago it was like 2.2 yeah. 1. Yeah. 1 point isn't but because i'm self-employed because you know blah 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 one lender was available and it was slightly more expensive but it was still the, it was still market right mm. so situations like that like i'm looking at you know people are looking at their mortgages to buy the house and they're saying oh, maybe i'll just stay put yeah you know, because <laughs> I, I can't afford and bills going up yeah. and you know when i get my tesco order other supermarkets are available mm. uh i look at the basket and say what mm. boss man i paid 70 pound and that's what i'm getting now I, I used to get a lot more for some yeah. money and so with all that combined yes People buying, you know, they're going to be in lower numbers. They're going to be more like knocking your price down. Mm -hmm. I think that's been happening. It's been reported that prices yeah. are coming down. Again, you've got to have a better deal. Yeah. You've got to hibernate. You've got to, you know, maybe wait it out a little bit. Mm. You know, there's various things you can do to like reduce the risk on a kind of micro level. But it does make it harder. I mean, I'm lucky I sold two of my flips before, just before this madness. Yeah. If I was selling one now, I'd probably expect to get, chipped on the price really whereas before i was yeah. sitting there like this like yeah how much you offer me what are you, what are you bringing to me you know like like i was henry the eighth or something like literally like what you bring into the table yeah and now i'm like please yeah you know, i'll be like please please yeah. Can I, like that's that's the market feast yeah. and famine it's just the market yeah and i feel like that's some of the pitfalls i was thinking oh flipping sounds so cool but what are the pitfalls and it sounds like in a mm -hmm. potential recession you might lose out on it. You I mean, look, spend all this still, money and people all are still that. moving houses. Yeah, people are still buying. Yeah, but you know, you may have to take a hit. Yeah, and that's like we all, we're all taking a hit, yeah. right? Like we're getting less from our shopping. We're spending yeah. more on fuel. Maybe yeah. going out as much. Although I don't know. You take a walk around London. Eh? I know London recession. Is, where who? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking there's no recession in this city, yeah. man. And at the Christmas yeah. shopping, I'm yeah. like seeing people with. I'm like, oh, yeah. So bills, what you're not just not putting heating on, but you're. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's crazy. I don't know what you see in the media and what you see in the streets, and I appreciate it's a certain group of like society, etc. Yeah, um, the market's always going to affect you, but it's also not good to have the mindset of oh, I'll wait. Like people yeah. said, oh, I'll wait till after Brexit. Yeah. Oh, COVID happened. I'll wait after COVID. Oh, now we're post-COVID. So I'm waiting for... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what are you waiting for? Like Michael Jackson to come back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to just... It's not wait and buy property. Yeah. It's buy property and wait. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I was wondering, because flipping, um, I, I watched uh, a few of your videos. What would, what realistically, in this current environment, what would you say is like the minimum amount somebody would need for, to, if they were to flip? So looking at investor finance, maybe some of that. Yeah. Potential. So the easiest way, because the number varies depending on where you yeah. are. London, it's, yeah. I don't know, 300 grand. Yeah. The North is 30 grand. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is is simple. is to say, right, I need 25% of purchase price as a deposit mm -hmm. minimum. I then need about 4% in fees. So mm -hmm. you're probably about 29%. Mm -hmm. Let's just call it 30 just to get the keys. Okay. Right. Um, and now to refurb it, you're probably looking at another, in most cases for a flip, probably 
15 to 30 to 40 percent of purchase price okay so 100 grand house mm-hmm. you need 30 grand deposit fees and to get the just to get the keys mm-hmm. on top of that you need 15 20 30 40 grand to, to refurb it and flip it okay so add them up together that's how much you need in cash yeah it doesn't have to be your cash mm-hmm. but it's how much you need in cash because yeah. the 75 percent yeah. A bridging loan, a bridging company, which is like a mortgage for a short-term like refurb. Yeah. They'll give you that. Yeah. So all you need is 20, well, no, not all you need is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You need the 25% plus the fees of 5% plus a refurb of 15 to 40%. Mm-hmm. Most of the time for a flip, it ends up being 40 to 50% of purchase price in yeah. cash, some type of cash to do a flip, to get the keys, do a flip and have the keys at the end and say, mm-hmm. put it on the market. Yeah. Yeah. How have you found that yourself? Because you, you've done a few. Have you found... Different? As in how I found flips? Yeah, how how have you found the general process of doing it? Because obviously, I guess you can do a bit of a comparison. So you've got yeah. the buy to let that you have, bringing you stable cash. Mm. And you've got the flips, which you're doing a bit of you know, work to them and then trying to sell stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is always sad selling a house because you yeah. know that it's an asset and it could yeah. work. Sometimes it doesn't work to keep it. Like the numbers just don't work to keep because mm. the price is so high. But the rent is not as high, like in London. So the yield's not very big. Yeah. But I think apart from that, like I prefer flips because I can spend more. Yeah. I can have a better kitchen, a better bathroom. I can go proper high end and functional. But whereas in a rental, it's more, mine are good looking and they're better than most, I would say. Mm-hmm. But they're still functional, durable. They're not as sexy, stylish, crazy yeah. as I do in my flips. So I prefer Flips for that sense. Yeah. Um, I like cash flow. I like having chunks of cash. I probably prefer having chunks of cash to be fair because it's like people want passive income. Okay, let's say I, my portfolio is bringing in 50 grand a year. Mm-hmm. I did one flip that bought me 58 grand, I think it was. Wow. Let's say it, bought me, it was meant to bring me, I think it was more than 58. It was meant to bring me a lot more, but got delayed, long story, blah, blah, Like, let's say it bought me 50. Would I rather have 50 grand month by month from humans who could decide not to pay rent and in this country get away with it? Or do I want 50 grand up front and I'll just pay myself monthly? Which yeah. one is truly passive? It's it's the lump of cash. Yeah. I started to think about that. I thought, yeah, this makes sense. Like, okay, there's no capital appreciation. Fine, yeah. I've sold the house. Okay, but if you give me 50 grand, I bet you I can make 20% on it doing something. Yeah. So I'm starting to prefer flips. Uh, because I've already got an existing portfolio, but I think doing a balance of both is really, really important. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like you'll do more of that in 2023? I think I will. It depends, you know, because as I launch my restaurant business and I buy businesses, if they are generating a good lump of kind of cash flow per month, then I'll probably will look more heavily at flips to get the big chunks every, you know, few months or so. If you know, maybe they're not so cash flowy and they're more lumpy cash for whatever reason, mm-hmm. type of business it is, then I'll look to get in more cash flow in. I yeah. do want to build the portfolio though, just yeah. to have more assets, yeah. more equity. More assets, more assets, right? Exactly, well, exactly <laughs> right? So it will definitely be a case of what's the market saying? Mm-hmm. What's the spreadsheet saying? What is my life spreadsheet saying? Mm-hmm. Like, where do I need to be at? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it'll be a combination. It's always a combination for me of spreadsheet yeah. and what I want to do. Yeah. Spreadsheet says no. Yeah. Is like, the spreadsheet like your numbers and... Yeah, the okay. numbers per deal. Okay. So like people say to me, oh, Tej, what's the minimum you'd accept? What's this? And I say, well, look, if your spreadsheet isn't working out, mm. like don't do the deal. Like yeah. what does your spreadsheet say? Mm. Like, is this a good deal? What does your spreadsheet say? Okay. Because what's a good deal for you is not a good deal for me and yeah. vice versa. So it's all about having that spreadsheet that's tailor-made as well or tailor 
edited to suit your requirements. Yeah. And also knowing what you want. Mm -hmm. Like you could be happy with a 10% return on your property. I'm not. I'm getting 40, 50 unlimited because there's no money in. Mm. But if you're happy with that, don't look at me and say, I need those test deals. Yeah. No, <laughs> do your 10% deals. Yeah. Like, and if you get more, Perfect. everyone's yeah. happy. Yeah. You know? So do what works for you. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, sorry. <laughs> I just literally forgot the question on my head. I was wondering, I'll let you drink, drink, drink some water. <laughs> 2023 are there so you said that you buy property in wells um mostly in wells is that where you'll be looking at in 2023 continue wells or will you start <sighs> to move to somewhere else the government is a bit mm, they're socialist no issue with socialism but they're backwards okay and they have a lot of policies that go against they hate landlords like all governments seem to do um misdirected energy i think and i think it's going to be a tough place to invest as we move forward okay however my build is there my team is there everything is there so you know it depends i'm gonna keep you know keeping an eye on the government and the regulations and the things they're bringing in um, i'm not sort of afraid of um doing it close i've done like two deals close to me yeah i i actually somewhat prefer them far away now because they're like hear no evil see no evil all are done yeah so i will continue um there because i've spent years building my network and my people there it just makes sense however let's see what the government do because yeah. you know that is a an important point yeah and what's some i was wondering like throughout our conversation you, you mentioned you were mentioning a few things that you look at um what, what other things do you look at when you're assessing a, a deal whether it's viable for you to, to go forward with it so spreadsheet is key yeah like especially doesn't work nothing else matters yeah. but you know things like is it close to an employer hospital yeah. industrial park is it in a nice area mm -hmm. google street view can tell you this yeah how do you feel when you walk around the area um are these houses like standard or non-standard construction is it a council estate is it not yeah. and again there's stigma around council estate but some of these houses are so well built but you also got to consider the rents might be different the yeah. perception might be different uh, i also look at uh like garden size now mm -hmm. especially with covid like post-covid i know it's always cold and rainy here but <laughs> people still like a, you know a certain size of garden yeah. not too big um, the space in the house, what can we do here? Mm -hmm. If it's a two bed, can we make a three bed? If not, fine. Uh, I look at, the main thing is a spreadsheet is like, yeah. are there comparables on this street that mean this is a good deal or is it priced so close to that end value that this is just a write-off? Yeah. You know, so it's pretty much spreadsheet. Once I've done the area research, which takes hours and hours and hours, mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of, you know, like false starts and changing direction, things like that. Once you've done that, it really is focused on that spreadsheet. Yeah. You know, the employer stuff is, is important, but people will still live like I do in the middle of nowhere in yeah. a hamlet in the countryside <laughs> because they want to, you know, yeah. like, you know, where I live, for example, we're renting at the moment. There are like 29 viewings on it. And when really? I say hamlet, there's like 60 people like more chickens than humans like it's proper countryside yeah it's close to a lot of towns but that's the demand on it yeah and when houses go for sale on here they're gone so you know you've got there's a target market for everyone and everything there's a standard you know close to employers and hospitals but there's also a people like to live where they like to live they're like yeah just like the countryside sometimes yeah so buy in peace but it is mainly spreadsheet yeah. like because if the numbers don't work yeah. you can't force them to work yeah and if they don't work, nothing else matters. Yeah. It could be the best street in the best. But if it doesn't work, why am I doing it? Yeah. I mean, it's very, very true. Very, very true. You know, throughout our conversation, I was trying to figure out, like, for, you know, 
for a lot of especially beginners they'll say okay we're gonna we're gonna do all the um education we're gonna learn from whoever we need to learn from but for some people i guess in that 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 little bit of a pick where maybe they don't have a high earning job mm-hmm. so they they maybe not be able to to pull up the deposit themselves but then then raising money like what would be their credibility to even raising money anyway they wouldn't, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have any wouldn't have right so they're almost in a catch 2022 20, there's nothing they can really do mm-hmm. so i guess on that point i know that there's other ways that people i know that you're starting a series and i wanted to bring it here on the podcast if mm-hmm. possible so you did one we're talking about um, how can you start with probably 1,000. Yep. But instead of 1,000, let's go a bit higher, 5,000. So how could somebody uh, start in property with, with 5,000 or less, for example? So uh, the first way, the first obvious way is you don't start. Okay? Yep. You keep saving, you keep earning, keep investing to get more. Secondly, you can spend some of that on your education, which will teach you how to raise finance, yep. how to do what you need to do. Yep. Uh, and your self-education, networking events, just yep. being you know a, a better person, I suppose. Yeah. The actual property strategies you can do, one is deal sourcing. Mm-hmm. Great, great way to get into, the best way to get into property because you do the whole sequence, you know, from start, refurb, everything, but just for someone else. Decent money as well. And you get in bed with estate agents, build it. It's just great for you to start. Like I said, many of them are bad. Yeah. So there's deal sourcing and you can do that for less than 5K. Yeah. Like there's rent to rent, which is, some people call it subleasing. Essentially, you're the landlord. I come and say, right, yep. you've got a big six bed house. I'm going to give you three grand a month. You normally get three and a half, but I'm guaranteeing it. No maintenance, nothing. You're like, all right, I have it. Here, no evil, nothing. I then rent it out per room for whatever, mm-hmm. or I do a service accommodation. I then make five grand a month. Yeah. After cost, blah, blah, blah. I'm netting 800 quid a month difference. You're getting your rent paid. You're happy. I'm happy. Everyone's happy if it works out. Now, yeah. I, I say five grand or less because you probably might have to paint the place. Yeah. You know, you might have to furnish it, maybe pay you a deposit or like the first month's rent, things like that. So sort of anywhere from like three to sort of 10K is good for a rent to rent, depending on area. That's a very, very popular strategy for beginners. Um, I looked at it. I just didn't need to do it. So yeah, deal sourcing, rent to rent, or you just keep saving or you invest in yourself. And this is to help you build that initial pot so you can progress in property. And you have a bit of a case study. Even if it's rent to rent, you can still say to someone, look, we're we're adults we can do this property business you know mm-hmm. let's talk about investing you know yeah. having a case study or any experience the doors just go boop, yeah it's and true. everyone runs in yeah because they trust you now yeah. a bit more it's true and you are you are learning actually mm-hmm. on the job it's just on it's on the job um learning and hopefully you can you know get a bit better i want to ask you this question so if you were to restart property again what would you do differently as crazy as it is, I'd buy more houses. <laughs> you'd buy, <laughs> wait, you do what you did, but just a but, bit crazier. But crazy because COVID yeah. hit, right? Uh, okay, and if COVID yeah. didn't hit, yeah. it would have been 20 properties in like 12 months. Like it would have been yeah. more. Okay. So for me, as much as it broke me, hmm. when you look back, you're like, yeah, yeah, it broke me. But I don't, I'm not in that moment now. I'm yeah. good. So you, yeah. it's like hindsight, right? You're like, yeah, that was really yeah. tough. I really hated that and it yeah. really annoyed me. I'll do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that toxic thing that we do as humans. But I also yeah. know the result of it is so good. Yeah. So I genuinely would buy more properties. Yeah. And I would have if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. You know what? To be fair, I, I would have had a mentor. Yeah. I think I just got by with like the free education. Mm-hmm. And because I started a podcast. Yeah. So I was interviewing people. So yeah, you're kind of getting mentorship. 
yeah. it's very strange because I'm sure you didn't start the podcast for that reason, but it just, it yeah, kind of became, it just kind of became that too. Yeah. But I would, I think I would have had a mentor who yeah. like I could go to even just for my sanity, like every week or month <laughs> and be like, dude, my builder said this, is this true? Yeah. Like I'm struggling with this or like I'm raising finance. I've done these four methods. What, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, or for them to be like, how's the project going? Show me the pic, you know, like I do with my mentees. I know the difference it makes in some of them. Some of them are achieving incredible things already. And I know the conversations they're having with me. I think I didn't have anyone to have these conversations with. Yeah. I just had to talk to myself, you know, or people to my friends in my network. And that's never a mentee relationship. As yeah. much as it is casually, it's never like, yeah, so what are you doing? Why haven't you done your targets? Why haven't you hit this? Yeah. What's, you know, it's, and so I think having a mentor would have guided me along the way a lot better and I would have bought more houses and I would have just been healthier um, in a few ways. And it would have just guided me. Yeah. It would have given me something that I didn't have and, you know, probably had less issues. Like I've had so many cowboy refurbs mm-hmm. that now I think I'm clear of them. But up until maybe six months ago, I was getting calls saying, hey, Ted, this fell off or this came off. And I'm like, that was cowboy. Chrissy did that. Wow. And I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, how to fix i don't think i'd have those if i had a mentor yeah like if i really seriously had a mentor like right we're doing it once a week because mm-hmm. i needed it that much given how much i was growing for six months done yeah like it would have just i would have been even more of a monster in a machine wow wow i love that absolutely love that and you mentioned at the beginning property sounding like you might just be going away what, what's what's the reason for that property is so antiquated it's so outdated yeah. everyone's a dinosaur mm. it's just we we need properties on the blockchain as nfts you know like we mm. we're just so far from the rest of yeah. the world in tech mm-hmm. and as someone who's impatient and someone who can't stand injustice or mm. i mean a big word to use for like the sector being really old but like who can't stand like just dumb things yeah like if you're a painter why and you but you can't paint well why you're not a painter you're an idiot do you know what I mean? Like your job title is idiot. Yeah. So like things like that I can't stand. Yeah. And same with property. I'm like, why haven't you responded to my email? Mm. So why is it taking you six weeks exactly. to shuffle your papers? Yeah. Like shuffle them and get them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. so I just think this is stupid. Yeah. For the result, this is stupid. Mm. So that annoys me. And I, I was always going to set up a restaurant and like a garage or maybe like yeah. a branding it. I was always going to do this stuff. And right yeah. now I'm at an ex- expiry date, mm. expiry period of, I've gone off, you know what I mean? I'm getting dashed out of the supermarket back. Like I'm yeah. I'm out of date for property. I've done what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I will always buy property, like I said, because yeah. it's an asset, like I'll always buy stocks. Mm-hmm. But I just have an interest in so many other things. Yeah. And I need that change because my mind, and again, probably another reason why I haven't produced content apart from life mm. is because I haven't been driven to, yeah. be passionate about making that content mm-hmm. and so because of that it's time for a change you know yeah. i've got so many things i'm interested in i want to talk about right yeah. health fitness cars mm-hmm. um you know branding businesses food there's so much i'm passionate about yeah i can't really talk about it when it's te- towards property and also you notice it doesn't say property on my brand yeah it okay has never so you already pro- started making okay. this was from day one so, you know, so I knew yeah. in I knew in 2018 that Tesh Talks is going to be more than property, yeah. which is why I never had it okay. printed or, or won Smart. any. Smart foresight. Yeah. Wow. So the next thing for you sounds like it's going to be the restaurant. When's that? When are you planning to so launch that? So I'm trying to buy restaurants the moment okay. instead to kind okay. of. Are you going to buy it in change or Depending. buy it to learn? Okay. Case by case. Okay. So case I'm trying to buy case. businesses in general. Okay. One of them being restaurants. Ooh. If you know it doesn't happen by February, I can't buy one. 
I'll launch sort of end of Feb time. Mm. But right now I'm focused on changing my brand. I've got yeah. like a group of my friends in like a focus group yeah. and we're going through how it's going to change, where it's going to change, how okay. we're going to do it. When that happens, yeah. and that'll take a bit of time and everything needs to change. Yeah. And I've got to record lots of podcasts. I'm building like a studio in my office at home. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be yeah. nice. Uh, once that happens, then I can launch it. But okay. I mean, you know, I'm at the stage of not ready to launch, but the research is like, I've got huge, huge spreadsheets and documents. Yeah. We're getting good to go yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Just need to launch. Yeah. Just need to launch. Yeah. <laughs> Just need to launch. Thank you so much, Tage. It's, no, it's been, it's been amazing speaking That's to you today. Um, where can people find you? So if you type Tej Talks into anywhere, you should yeah. find me straight away. But mm -hmm. Instagram is probably the easiest place to get hold of me. But yeah. YouTube, uh, Amazon, uh, any any podcast player, including Spotify. Uh, yeah, find me Facebook as well. But yeah, Instagram is where I respond the most. Awesome. awesome. Do you have any uh, final words for the listeners? Oh, final words. Yeah. If you're going to do something do it properly. And if you're going to commit to something, commit fully. It's okay if it doesn't work out. It's okay if it fails. It's okay to make mistakes, but don't go into something half-assed and don't spend too long reading, analyzing. The amount of people who say, oh, Ted, I've spent three years just learning. I'm like, you're an idiot. Uh, what have you spent? How, like, it's not that deep. Like, okay, there's a lot to learn, but come on. So people, like take action. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. Speak to us. Speak to someone who's doing what you want to do and do what you want to do. Yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, as you hear it, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, uh, you've heard it from the man himself, Tage Talks. Um, yeah, no, it's been great uh, speaking to you. Thank you so much for being transparent and just giving us a complete understanding of what it takes to, to you know, because I think it's very easy for, for many people to be like, oh my God, he, you know, he got 15 properly nine yeah. months. Like I'm just going to jump into it. And they don't understand what the realities um, of, of it is and how mm -hmm. difficult it is. It's not that it's not possible. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just very difficult <laughs> to Agreed, do, very. you know, and you do have, there are steps to it. Cause mm -hmm. obviously, you know, you, you, you had several things that a lot of other people weren't doing of or course. wouldn't be yeah, doing, yeah. right? You started a podcast, you put yourself out there, you were building a brand. And at the same time, a lot of people wouldn't be doing that, you know? So, yeah, um, really, really grateful uh, to have you here on the podcast. Listeners, watchers, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this episode of Take Up Experience. And yeah, we'll see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.